When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Boy, Jerry Jones just can't let well enough be alone, can he? Chris Carlin, Amber Wilson. It is Greeny on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app, presented by Progressive Insurance. The Cowboys owner added again, meeting with reporters, and he was obviously very thrilled to get Dan Quinn back and to have him return as the Cowboy defensive coordinator. Now... There is the opportunity that's going to come at some point for him to be a head coach again. So he was asked yesterday, take a listen here, is Dan Quinn qualified to be a head coach? He's very qualified. Yes, I would consider. If I didn't have a coach, I would have been interviewing him for coach. And I wanted them to be thinking about that they were uh, talking to a guy that could be head coach of the Cowboys. What does Mike say when you do that? Huh? He's well, Mike, like, it's fine because I know the, the, internally. Well, I'm Mike, but he, uh, Mike knows that uh, someday somebody will be coach of the Cowboys other than him. He <laughs> knows that. For, for all That's time. my whole point. <laughs> There's so much speculation on the outside about it. Do you worry about maybe the pressure that that puts on Mike? Not at all. No, no I, I don't. And uh, uh, Mike's good in his skin. I'm good in his skin. There's no so much there. I don't worry about the pressure that puts on Mike at all. I'm good in his skin. First of all, I don't, I've never heard that before. I don't even know what that means. I don't want to know what that means. But then earlier, just as it, Mike knows, he's not going to be the Cowboys coach forever. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Thanks a lot. Does Jerry know he's not going to be the last owner of the Cowboys? Because it feels like he doesn't know that. No, he point, does not. I, he he certainly does not know that. And 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 listen, I don't know if we know that. Mary, maybe Jerry Jones will will be the one who who gets it done and lives forever. And if he does live forever, Chris, he's definitely going to remain in control of that Dallas Cowboys team. Let's be honest. He's not saying anything crazy here. Frankly, it's just that we all know it's unnecessary, Jerry. though. It's well, we all know Jerry, and we all know what he's doing, right? Like, obviously, yes. You know what? Dan Quinn is qualified to be a head coach. That in of itself is not a novel thing to say. He's qualified to be the head coach of any team essentially in the National Football League. Obviously that includes the Dallas Cowboys. Fine. In part, Jerry's also saying that because it makes him look even better for being able to retain that guy. A guy who is so ready to go run his own organization. Being able to retain him uh, to be the head of yours or actually just a coordinator in yours but one day potentially to move up. Fine. Like That makes you look good that you're able to retain that situation in a way that most teams aren't able to in the NFL but yes you're also doing this because of course you're putting pressure on the guy who currently already has the pressure on him anyways because first of all he's the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys and so McCarthy's going to have pressure regardless and then of course he also has pressure because you know the Sean Payton rumors out there as well it's not just the Dan Quinn stuff but I I don't get this okay I, I have known and had bosses before who feel like the the best way to get the very best of you is to consistently have you on edge. Have you feel like 
You have to perform every last second and never let you feel comfortable, well, as Jerry put it, in your own skin about where you are. All this does is do this to Mike McCarthy. If you didn't want him to be the head coach after what transpired this year, just put him out of his misery. Put him out of his misery. I mean, that's that's what it feels like. It, it just feels like Jerry is so, so locked in on having to have every last public perception of control of the situation and showing everybody, look, everybody, I owe the Cowboys. I can do whatever I want at any point, and I don't care about anybody who's working for me. Uh, they can all just sit on the edge because that's what comes with being the coach of the Cowboys. Well, playing devil's advocate here for a second, right? I mean, nobody's going to, uh, holding a gun to Mike McCarthy's head and forcing him to be the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys in fairness. You know, he does have some say in this scenario, and, and for whatever reason, he has decided to kind of put up with this situation. It's obviously a situation that he's not that unhappy in. Uh, it's all of us talking about it. He's still there, uh, and maybe he doesn't mind being in this situation, or maybe there's some backdoor deals there that we're not privy to. Maybe this is not walking more open... away from the money. That's I mean, the well, and there's money. I mean, let's yeah. be real about what it is, right? Like he's being very highly compensated to deal with this nonsense, to deal with you and I having this conversation, which is the territory that comes when Jerry Jones is your owner and it's inevitably going to come, which is why that job, uh, even though maybe otherwise it would be considered the best in the NFL, isn't always considered the best in the NFL. Not everybody wants this smoke, Chris, uh, but if you're putting up with this smoke, then you're getting paid quite handsomely for it. And that's something that McCarthy has certainly signed up for and, and is probably enjoying uh, at least the bank account, if not the rest of it. I'm sure all of this is annoying for Mike McCarthy, but again, it's not like anybody's forcing him to do that job. I do think it's interesting your point where you've had the bosses in the past that think that's the best tactic. You have to know your employees. Like you have to know as a manager, even who you're leading, you have to know their personality. Some people that does in fact motivate they need to feel like, you know, Jordan Love is over their shoulder and so they go and have an MVP season. <clears throat> you know, they need to feel like that. They need that motivation. And other people are completely not motivated by that at all. And, and all right, if you don't appreciate me, go ahead, deuces, move on to the next person. So well, I think you have to know the personality here. Maybe Mike McCarthy has the former personality. I don't know. As somebody that worked for one of those kind of people, when I had a gorgeous full head of hair, and now I sit here. Which is post, pertinent to radio? Post-stress. Yes, this has happened many, many years later. There is no question the role that that played in my follicular challenges over the last several years. Greeny is presented by Progressive Insurance, small business protection for more than vehicles with insurance expertise to keep your company moving forward. More at ProgressiveCommercial.com. With so that in mind, we welcome in. You're asserting that you'd have a full head of hair if not for former bosses. Full oh, head. absolutely. There's no question. Now, listen, I did not handle stress well back in the day, but I think that's part of it. But yes, constantly uh, being forced to live on edge, yes. You should have seen me in the early 2000s. It was thick, <laughs> it was lustrous, it was beautiful. And speaking of thick, lustrous, and beautiful, let us welcome in noted Cowboys correspondent, that being Bubba. Bubba, your thoughts on your coach consistently putting everyone on edge? Uh, well, I mean, first of all, to Amber's point, if there's literally anyone who might live forever, I will say it is probably Jerry Jones. So I'm not <laughs> sure we can rule out anything with him. Mm -hmm. He's definitely, they got some things in the back room working somewhere to live forever. He's got some machines cooking. So 
He's going to outlive all of us for sure. So he'll be the Cowboys owner in 100 years. Um, we can't rule that out. And, yeah, I mean, we don't know what motivates McCarthy, whether it's, you know, the pressure or if you need to back off. Who knows? But all we do know is there's been constant pressure on him no matter what. So whether it's been right after the season when Jerry Jones was right on him criticizing his immediate press conference. Then it's all the Sean Payton rumors. Now it's the Dan Quinn stuff. So I think no matter what, it's pretty clear from all aspects, everywhere you look, every which way, McCarthy should be getting it from all sides that he he knows that this is kind of the win or he's gone type year. And hopefully... But, but did he need to know all of this every last second, every day? I, well, I don't know. I mean, I would I would think not. But I guess maybe, I mean, considering what happened this year... Maybe he did because we had a pretty talented team and they we went to that first playoff game and looked like they were not prepared or ready to go at all. It looked like he was pretty comfortable in his job and the, the team was not prepared and ready to play. So maybe he needs this to realize, all right, I can't do that again because I'm going to be fired. Now, granted, he'll get his money regardless, but still, I, I think clearly I, maybe he needs this wake-up call because – if he does what he did again, does again last year, he's not coming back. Whether it's Dan Quinn's going to be there, Sean Payton's going to be there, or someone else, he can't go through the motions again this year and win the NFC East and then show up to the playoff and look horrible. I think Jerry's made it pretty clear that they need to have a, a pretty much a superb season and advance in the playoffs or he's gone. You know what this feels like? Jason Garrett all over again. That's exactly what it feels like to me. Well, is it is it crazy to think – that maybe Mike McCarthy and Jerry Jones, like let's like let, let me just put this down for your taking for a second here. What if they have some conversation in the back room and Jerry Jones is like, you know what? I want Sean Payton here. He's going to take a year off. I want Payton here. Uh, your days are numbered, and but I'd love to still have you coach this year, and I'd love to pay you the money. And McCarthy's like, cool. You know what? There's what nine other coaching vacancies open. Maybe this isn't the year for me to do the coaching carousel. Anyways, I'll go ahead ride this out for the with a good Cowboys team for another year. Get paid, uh, and then I can make my way off to somebody somewhere else. Is that like insane that that conversation could have even taken place? In other words, that maybe McCarthy's on board with whatever Jerry Jones is thinking. Is that completely outlandish? I I doubt that it would be. But, Bubba, knowing your team as you do, is that completely outlandish that that discussion could have taken place? Um, I would I would, I would think so. I, I can't I, – uh, I, the, the question – The other the, thing is that yeah. they're contenders. What if they go win the Super Bowl? <laughs> Right. Well, that. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that, well, that's that's I mean, granted. The, that's not going to be yeah, a problem. Yeah, that's the, that's the thing. Like, what? How far does McCarthy have to go to get his job to come back next year? Is it? I think it has to be essentially Super Bowl or bust. Right. I mean, maybe if he gets the NFC Championship game, but even at the very least, I think the writing's on the wall that it's pretty much going to be Sean Payton unless they show unbelievable strides. And I think it's got to be, he's got to at least make the Super Bowl, which is obviously, considering where they've been, they haven't made the NFC Championship game in many, many years. So to say they're all of a sudden going to go to the Super Bowl with all the offseason questions, it seems like it's a, a tall task for old uh, Mike McCarthy here. It's Chris Carlin, Amber Wilson in for Greeny on ESPN Radio, on ESPN Plus, and on your smart speaker, presented by Progressive Insurance. We have so much more coming your way, including up next. We have the trade deadline in the NBA looming. So who's coming and who's going, and why is it going to be Ben Simmons? 
finally on the move. We will tell you next on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. The 76ers are just wasting every little bit of Joel Embiid, and it's getting... Tougher and tougher to take. It's Chris Garland, Amber Wilson, in for Greeny today on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app, ESPN Plus as well. The Sixers are in Dallas tonight against the Mavericks. I mean, you look at the season that Embiid has had. He has been in the zone all year. And in the zone brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Amber, with Embiid in the lineup, the Sixers are 27-11. and They have gone through this entire season without Ben Simmons because of his desire to be elsewhere. Daryl Morey has been as adamant as he can be about not wanting to trade him unless he is getting a star player of equal value in return. At what point do we just admit that's not going to happen and you can't continue to waste what Embiid is here in his prime right now at 27 years old. Unfortunately, I don't think that point is going to be reached before the trade deadline. I wouldn't be surprised if they still stick to their guns because the 76ers have been emphatic so far. And I've been saying for a long time, like, when are they going to budge and realize that the key words be the key words there being what you just said with Maury was uh, you know something of equal value in return. Well, if you're overvaluing Ben Simmons, then how are you going to get the equal value because you're overvaluing him? Which appears to be at least thus far what the 76ers has done, where the marketplace is telling you like hey, your guy ain't worth what you think he's worth, so we're not willing to come to the table with that. And I don't think that changes before the trade deadline. I think if they wait until the offseason, they probably have a better chance getting something closer to what they desire. So if they've been patient this long, even though it seems like a complete waste to you and I because they are really wasting an unbelievable Joel Embiid this season, and they're sitting at third in the East without Ben Simmons, imagine where they could be if they had a viable player uh, in 
in return for him. Nevertheless, like some superstar in return for him. But I don't think they're going to make that move right now. They're going to have to make it at some point, though. Like he's got years left on his contract. You've got to make the best deal possible you can. It it gets to the point of irresponsibility. And let's just call this what it is. Ben Simmons is a player that I would not want on my team and just has losing tendencies that I would just be very weary of. For instance, I hear and I read this morning about how in the offseason there's still the desire for James Harden, even though he has insisted he wants to stay in Brooklyn, that maybe he could end up going to Philadelphia because he wants to reunite with Daryl Morey. And that would turn into a sign-and-trade type situation. I know what the skill set of Ben Simmons is. If he goes to Brooklyn, how is that going to go with Kevin Durant? Are, are the, the Nets definitively going to reach what they expect to reach? I actually think that if it were Harden, Simmons, and Durant, you'd be in a much better situation. But I look at Ben Simmons as somebody that since he came into the league has not been concerned about a damn thing but himself in every single way. From his rookie year being able to play about halfway through, but not doing it, because if he didn't win Rookie of the Year, he was going to be out of a $5 million bonus he was getting from his Nike deal. So the next year, he comes and he wins Rookie of the Year. He won it. Mind you that he could have had some actual valuable experience playing with Embiid for half a season as they were building uh, the Sixers to begin with. And now you have a player that will not at all work on a weakness in his game to get better and is afraid to, for Pete's sake, go to the rim for the fear that he may go have, have to go to the free throw line in a playoff game in the most crucial situation. And tell me how you really feel about Ben Simmons, Chris. It's, he, is, he is just somebody that I would not touch with a 10-foot pole as immensely talented as he is. He is so interested in making the great pass, making everything so easy, getting in the open floor, the dunks, the whole thing. But when it matters, Ben Simmons is not going to make winning plays. I mean, you ha- you're putting me in a position here where I'm going to have to defend Ben Simmons, which is not really a position, you don't frankly, that I want, want to be Amber. in. But uh, listen, <laughs> obviously one of the best defenders in the league. He certainly has has some serious talent, like you said, and it doesn't necessarily matter whether he ever develops that shot or not. Even without that shot, he's certainly a valuable player, uh, if not just for his defensive efforts alone. We know he is a player who would be wanted. It's about the price tag that the 76ers are currently asking for. And Ben Ben Simmons has certainly dug his heels in. Ben Simmons has already been fined $19 million by the 76ers. He's going to be fined another $12 million more. He has shown that he is very willing to ride this thing out and forfeit a whole lot of money. At some point, something has to give. And the 76ers right now, with their heels dug in, uh, forcing this situation, not being the ones to let anything give, are certainly wasting Joel Embiid uh, during his prime, because we are seeing that from Embiid. However, I will eat those words though if we go into the offseason and they are able to get that James Harden deal done because Ben Simmons is their only chip for that deal so it would make sense then if they're hanging on to Simmons to make that deal because that's going to have to come in the offseason look if you're going to do that and you think you're going to be able to get him next year definitively I understand it 
From a Brooklyn perspective, I think it's dumb. But from his perspective, uh, Daryl Morey's perspective, totally get it. I don't buy it happening, and I would want to try to cash in on the prime of one of the best players in the league who is averaging 30-10-5 right now. Excuse me, 30-11-5 right now. It's To me, it's borderline criminal to let this continue to go on. And I know you don't want to reward bad behavior, but at some point we all have to accept that players run the NBA right now. And there's nothing, nothing new about that. Greeny, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. It is really going to be an amazing offseason when it comes to quarterbacks and who's going to end up wearing the big names that could be on the move again. It's Chris Carlin, Amber Wilson, in for Greeny on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We'll get your take in just moments on where you think the big names, the Aaron Rodgers, the Russell Wilsons, are going to end up in the future. So load them up right now at 888-729-3776. Let's do this. Let's let's go a little rapid fire with some thought process into it, where exactly we feel like guys are going to end up. You ready to do it, Amber? I'm ready. All right. Bob, hit some music. Let's do it. Let's start with Aaron Rodgers. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be out of Green Bay. And I think for the sake of Nathaniel Hackett, he had better hope that he ends up in Denver. I don't know why this is, but there is still a big part of me that believes he will end up in Pittsburgh. And it's not just because I'm a Steelers fan. It's not because of that. I believe that as this organization over the years has not been that level of aggressive before, they may feel like they're closer to having a chance to win a championship. And if they brought in somebody like Aaron Rodgers, it puts them over the top. And I think the idea of playing for Mike Tomlin and in a town like Pittsburgh would really, really appeal to Aaron Rodgers. I'm going Pittsburgh for Aaron Rodgers. 
Well, I think Pittsburgh would be a smart play. I don't know what the cap space situation is like in Pittsburgh and how they would necessarily afford Aaron Rodgers. I don't have that in front of me. I think that would be a smart play for Aaron Rodgers. I I never really understood the Broncos component until obviously things change now with the head coach hiring. But with the Broncos rumors before that, because those have been going on for a long time, I thought, are we just doing this? Like we're just linking old veteran generational quarterbacks to the Denver Broncos because Peyton Manning did it. Like why is that job so so attractive sure they've got a good defense sure there's obviously some good pieces there offensively as well but like why that job compared to so many others there's something like only 17 I think right or there's 17 no 12 there's only 12 NFL teams right now that seem locked in to their current starters so that leaves a whole lot of room with those other 20 teams for a lot of movement I have thought this whole time Chris that Aaron Rodgers was staying in Green Bay. This whole time, I've been emphatic about it. Since last offseason, I've been saying that this is just the Aaron Rodgers wanting attention, media tour kind of thing, and and getting the front, and not just wanting attention from us, from a media perspective, wanting attention from his front office, wanting them to give him the deference that he feels like he deserves, and frankly, that he very much does deserve, and, and they have done that. They did that with some of the moves that they made in restructuring his contract and whatever. I thought that was going to kind of appease him, and that we were going to get a decision here where he ends up staying in Green Bay. I have gotten very concerned about my take now over the last couple of weeks. And these Broncos rumors are so loud. And with the move the Broncos made, I guess maybe now I'll finally change my take after like a year and a half and lean towards Denver. But it's only under peer pressure. And it's not because I under- honestly understand it. <laughs> he has the best chance of winning in Green Bay, man. If you want to win a Super Bowl, Aaron... Stay in Green Bay. What you He does, doing, but I, I think he has made all kinds of uh, moves in the way that he has handled uh, Brian Gutekunst this offseason uh, to, or during the season, rather, to get what he wanted. Right. You get more with, uh, you get more flies with honey than you do with whatever. And that's what he's trying to do right now. Russell Wilson, Amber, Russell Wilson ends up as the quarterback of the New Orleans Saints. I think they will give up a ton for him in terms of draft capital. That's exactly what the Seattle Seahawks need. I know that the Seahawks may not want to trade him inside the conference, but when you have the defense that the Saints do and the ability to trade uh, first-round picks over the next couple of years, it's going to be worth it for them to do it and it feels like an ideal fit for Russell Wilson in New Orleans. I like that fit for him a lot. I think those Giants rumors have been out there for a while. Some of this will come down to what market maybe Russell Wilson wants, who obviously has some control there with the no-trade clause. So does he want to leave in part because he wants to go to the one, number one market in the country? He wants the bright lights. You know, Does his wife want to live somewhere else? Would that be more, uh, would that be more fostering for her own career and her own business to live in a place like New York? So I wouldn't take the Giants completely off the table here, uh, but from a football perspective, I do think that that New Orleans job would be a really good spot for him to land in. I would think it's either Russell Wilson or Jameis Winston, frankly. Like, I don't know where the Saints are going after Russell Wilson. I do think they shoot for the stars. So if the Seahawks are willing to deal with that team, which I do think is an ask like you just mentioned, I think that that is a viable landing spot for him. All right, next tier of quarterbacks. Let's go to Derek Carr and the Raiders. And I don't think Derek Carr is going anywhere. I think he's staying put 
with the Raiders. I think Josh McDaniels would rather keep Derek Carr for the year he has left on his contract, figure out what he's going to be, uh, figure out if he can win a Super Bowl with him as his quarterback, and Frankly, I think you can. There's not a need for the Raiders to make that trade right now when you have brought in McDaniels, and he's going to be the best way to evaluate exactly what level Derek Carr can bring you to. I say he stays in Vegas. I actually think he stays in Vegas as well. I I know that we have this idea, like when you're turning over the brass, then also you're going to want a clean slate. And even at that quarterback helm, I was really impressed with Derek Hart, just in terms of his leadership alone this season. So when you're bringing a new new head coach, I actually think that could go pretty far to maintain some semblance of continuity there. Leave that leadership in place. He had that Raiders team playing during a very, very, very tumultuous season for that Raiders organization off the field. And I think a lot of that had to do with Derek Carr his leadership and his presence. The problem with Carr right now, though, is he is in need of an extension. I guess if you saw an opportunity like a trade with Washington or somewhere else where, hey, I feel like I can get a first and then I feel like I'd be able to address that position more. I I could get something like that in return. Then maybe this is worth doing for the Raiders. But I agree with you. I kind of expect him to stay in Las Vegas. I think he had too good of a season right now. And I think that you maintain that structure for the time being. Chris Carlin, Amber Wilson in for Greeny on ESPN Radio right now. The quarterback carousel this offseason and where players are going to end up. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Where do you think Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr, and the like are going to end up? Want to hear from you? We hit your calls in just moments. Next, Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm fascinated by this idea that Garoppolo is definitively going to be gone because is Trey Lance ready? Is Trey Lance ready to be that guy? I am not convinced that he is. I think he'll be very good. He needed to sit for this entire year. He had not played nearly enough in college, and he had played on the FCS level. Why would the Niners trade Garoppolo if they're not convinced that Lance is ready because is there going to be a better option for them, especially now that Brady is retired? I don't think so. Right. Well, the Garoppolo thing is is really interesting. Had the 49ers made it to the Super Bowl, like then were you still walking away from Jimmy Garoppolo? He almost made it there. You know, he almost made that decision really, really difficult. It seems like they are still sticking to their guns here. Obviously, there's a price tag here with Garoppolo. That's part of the complication. That's one thing that makes Garoppolo not quite as attractive around the league. Uh, It's also one of the reasons that the 49ers want to deal him away. But I'm with you. I don't know anything about Trey Lance. Like, I have no idea. I know that Jimmy Garoppolo fine he's he ain't Aaron Rodgers but he's also certainly a serviceable quarterback that's obviously good enough to get you to a conference championship game if not good enough to get you to another Super Bowl so if I'm the 49ers I'm not so quick to necessarily trade that away particularly since you're not getting a whole lot in return for him because of that salary cap situation if I'm Jimmy Garoppolo though there is a market obviously for you because you have proved yourself to be a serviceable quarterback you know could you end up on the Steelers could you end up with the Bucks like you mentioned because they're in 
need now as well, or that Panthers team has kind of been the rumor for a long time. I guess they like to take on guys that maybe aren't worth their contracts, and so Mm. we think that he'd end up there in Carolina as well. Uh, I could see this going either way, but it does feel like to me he's going to be on the move just because the 49ers have seemingly stuck to their guns no matter the success that they did have this season with Garoppolo, and I think a lot of that has to do with his injury history, Chris, and frankly, that thumb injury probably didn't help him in the postseason at the end of the season either. It's just like another, even though he played through it, it's like another Garoppolo injury. He's not a very durable quarterback. In 30 seconds, we go rapid fire to your calls on this. Who is going to end up where? Cutting the price of your wireless bill feels good. Really good. Actually, it feels great. You should try it. So cut your bill by switching to Straight Talk Wireless, now offering our $45 Silver Unlimited plan with 5 gigabytes of hotspot and nationwide 5G on America's largest, most dependable networks. The $45 Silver Unlimited plan from Straight Talk. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. A month equals 30 days. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. 5G-capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. All right, Amber, let's do it. Let's hit the calls at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Anthony in Queens is up first on Greeny on ESPN Radio. Tony, what's going on? Guys, I don't know where anybody's going to go because my crystal ball isn't working, but I'll tell you this. Somebody needs to end up with the Giants. You can't have two top ten picks and be left out and run Daniel Jones out there again. He's a below-accurate, average quarterback with average athleticism. You're not going to win with this guy. We're in a cycle of bad quarterbacks and bad coaches. Three years, a new coach. He'll get fired because we don't have the guy. My opinion, why don't we throw one of those picks? It seems like, like Vegas doesn't want Derek Carr for whatever reason. I don't know why. Well, why not throw one of those first-round picks at them and say, listen, we'll happily take him, use the other first-round pick on a defensive wrecking ball at DT, and off to the races. We're in a division that's begging, begging to be taken. Here's why your proposal is not nuts. Josh McDaniels and the Patriots were rumored to have really liked Daniel Jones in the draft and were thought to be one of those teams that if the Giants didn't take him, that they would. Now, having said that, I don't know that at this point it makes sense for the Giants to trade him away for Derek Carr and one of those first-round picks when Derek Carr is a free agent after next year. Mm -hmm. So a guy in a one-year deal, why do you want to give up a second top-ten pick? Absolutely not. Yeah. I mean, that's the problem with Vegas also trading away Derek Carr. Because, like, on one hand, you're like, well, we can get something for him, right? As opposed to just letting him walk away for free. But then on the other hand, what are you getting for him? Considering in return, Derek Carr is a very good quarterback. So, I mean, I think we all think Derek Carr is at least a good quarterback. So what are you getting in return? Like, is Darnold going to be some remarkable quarterback in return for a Derek Carr? And just because you believed in him in the draft doesn't necessarily mean that you still believe in him in the same way that you did during that evaluation, having now actually seen some of his NFL career. Right. And with Daniel Jones at this point, they need to make sure that he's not the guy, and they have too many other needs to not use two top ten picks. Darren in Massachusetts, where's Russell Wilson going to end up? Darren, go. I believe he's going to end up in Tennessee. Ooh. And Ryan Tannehill will be gone. And because if you think about it, your, your defense gets 9-6. You should win that game. And the only reason they didn't win it because Tannehill threw three picks. Russell Wilson is not a turnover machine. 
You can get the ball to A.J. Bond and other receivers. You got Derek Carr running the load. That'll be a perfect fit for him right in Tennessee. You know, I don't hate it, Amber. I don't hate the idea because the Titans are a team that year in and year out seemingly has enough to go do some damage. I'm not saying that before this year he was uh, held back. Uh, they were held back by Ryan Tannehill, but certainly this year they were. Well, and, and, well in, in fairness to Tannehill, obviously, they had so many injuries. I mean, Tannehill is one of those quarterbacks that he's a, like a game manager. Fine. He's like a decent quarterback, right? So if you have the right pieces around him, but those pieces have to be healthy. And the Julio Jones and the Derrick Henrys of the world, I mean, none of them were able to stay healthy yep. this season. He was missing all of it. I mean, he was even missing Brown for weeks. He was missing all of his favorite weapons. In fairness to Tannehill, uh, that didn't bode well for him. Uh, so, yes, of course, it, the way that team structured, if you brought in a quarterback that was better, even better than a game manager who was a very, very good quarterback certainly like we we used to think of Russell Wilson and most of us still probably do then that would be a very improved Titans team I think the problem there there of these 20 teams Tennessee is definitely one of those teams where hey if you got the right guy in there I mean that's a Super Bowl contending team the Bucks obviously one of those teams as well there's some of those teams that we think are already in position if they got a good quarterback they could walk right into the Super Bowl however there's a money factor here and and I don't have like I said I don't have all the salary cap stuff in front of me but I know that they had just paid Ryan Tannehill And that seems problematic uh, when we're talking about these factors. So I don't know if they're in a position to necessarily trade away a Ryan Tannehill and bring in a Russell Wilson if they can make it all work and if they have the proper draft picks also to make that attractive to Seattle. The NBA on ESPN Radio. Tune in tomorrow night. Lakers hosting the Knicks, presented by Indeed. Coverage begins 8 p.m. Eastern time on most ESPN Radio stations. Aria in Long Island is up next on ESPN Radio. Aria, where's Aaron Rodgers playing in 2022? We all know the reports came out. He bought property in Nashville. Imagine him and Devonta Adams team up and go down to the Titans. How dynamic would that offense be? In a terrible division, they locked that up. I mean, why not? I don't buy that he's going to Nashville just because he bought the house yet. I, I'm I'm not buying that. It's a lovely I, I, place to own property, I assume. I, I haven't spent much time in Nashville. It seems lovely. And there are a lot of people that have moved to Nashville uh, over the last couple of years, and there's no state income tax. So that probably plays a large part of it for him. I, I'm not I mean, buying... toward, the Titans are towards the bottom of the league in terms of salary cap space coming up. I, I, I don't know how any of this works. I mean, there's always a way, right? If there's a will, there's a way. There's a way to, re- well, there's a way to structure instance, things. Well, if you're and, trading Tannehill back in a deal Right, you're getting for, some of that money back and blah, 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 yada, yada. Um, yeah. So there's always ways, I guess, here. But, um, I, you know, it's a, it's a very good Titans team. Like, that is the attraction for any of these quarterbacks. Do I believe that Aaron Rodgers could walk into that team and win a Super Bowl? I don't know. I would think that with that Green Bay team as well. <laughs> he wasn't <laughs> able to do that this season. Let's be honest. Avi, New Orleans, who's going to be the quarterback for the Saints next year, Avi? Go. Quick. Man, I'm hoping for Russell Wilson, and I'm hoping for uh, this interview for Eric Bieniemy. Like, that's what I'm – that's my wish list. So, well, let me know. Please. We'll see if Eric Bieniemy is going to actually get a chance to get this job. It feels like this might be his last chance because he has definitely found himself on that – list of why has this guy interviewed so many times and not gotten a job there must be something wrong I mean I don't believe it's his last chance right I, I you know but uh, maybe this is the chance maybe this is finally the chance that we've all expected him to get and frankly that he probably deserved a really long time ago and then if he was able to bring in a Russell Wilson to that situation yeah that seems like a good combination for that Saints fan I 
listen. I'd be excited Wilson, about that too. If there's a perfect situation for Russell Wilson, it belongs. It, it absolutely is New Orleans, and it will be fascinating to watch it play out with him and Rodgers this offseason. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.